You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. That was the 8 o'clock news. It is now 8.04. You are joining us here on The Breakfast Show, Danuta, myself, Lawson, and we are going to have our next quiz. Jesus said the sign that would be given to the people was the sign of, was it A, the cross, B, Jonah, C, the Holy Spirit, or D, mm. the beast. This oh. one's a multiple choice. Interesting choices too, aren't they? Like some could think, oh, two might be able to go there, three might be able to go but there's only one answer mm. for this one. So Jesus said the sign would be given to the people was the sign of, sorry, Jesus said the sign that would be given to the people was the sign of A, the cross, B, Jonah, C, the Holy Spirit, or D, the beast. Text us your answers on 0491-064-669 and you'll go into the draw for a great book, Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise by Zdravko Stefanovic. Mm. The draw is done on Friday at the end of the week and this particular book you would love to have it in your home, I'm sure, to actually help you understand the book of the Bible even more as Strefko actually unpacks it. So it gives you more knowledge and wisdom in that space. Of course, Daniel was full of knowledge and wisdom, and we talked about the fact of how he prayed so much. Um, mm. And that was that was where his knowledge and wisdom came from. He was just really empowered by, by God. So the question again is, Jesus said the sign that would be given to the people was the sign of A, the cross, B, Jonah, C, the Holy Spirit, or D, the beast. Text your under, uh, answers on 0491-064-669. We've already got some answers coming through. Fantastic work, guys. We also want to say state it or star it as well. If you aren't interested in winning the prize, for this week, which you should be, by the way, because it's a fantastic yeah, yeah. price. But if you just want to go in if, for the draw. If you just want to, if Sorry. you don't want to go in for the draw, Not but for the if, draw. if you just want to play the quiz for fun, <laughs> if you it. just want to answer these questions, have the bragging rights, you know, I, I think we should, we should shout out some people at the end of the show. It's like, oh, you've answered all these questions. You, you know, if you want to play to, to, for shout outs, if you just want to play to, just to talk to us, hey, 0491-064-669, and you can just either state it, you know, just put a, put a little statement there saying, hey, I'm just playing for fun, or if you put a little star or an asterisk or an emoji, whatever it is, beside your answer, we'll know and we will note that you are just playing for fun. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and got a text message coming in from Braden. He writes, interesting talk about caffeine. It's, uh, it's interesting, so many... Uh, churches have coffee stalls to get your coffee fixed before the service. What image are we portraying? And, you know, and then Interesting e- question. Even, even more so, they, you know, whether it's a coffee stall or a coffee stand or whatever it may be. I think that this is, I, I think what Braden's raised here is a really important point because mm. we have just discussed and discovered the terrible effects of drinking oh, caffeine, caffeine and, yeah, and caffeine Justin exposure and, mm. and whatnot and how it's ultimately, well, particularly amongst youth, it's leading to all kinds of terrible situations and particularly in, in behavior as well. It's, it's opening up the areas of the brain that are more susceptible to, you know, addiction and whatnot and, and mm. leading them down that path. And and that's the thing. C- caffeine itself, it is a mind-altering substance, is, is an addictive substance. Uh, we here on the show are not anti-health, you know. Mm. We're pro-health. And for that very reason, it's like, it's like, oh, 
drinking water it's the it's the way that god has it's given us way. to be able to be healthy but caffeine although it could be seen to have some benefit ultimately has very noticeable short and long term negative effects which mm. i think is something to be avoided and just to say in the same way you know smoking is something that is a very out of vogue and is, has grown very out of vogue and yeah. particularly amongst christians you know for for myself in particular if say i was studying the bible with a person and they had a desire to to be baptized and to become a member of the church and they were an active smoker, that would be something that I would heavily advise them to stop. And I would point them to various places in Scripture where I would say, this is something that is actively ruin your life same thing for for alcohol as well this is something that is taking you from god this is something that is not uh living up to the standard that god has given that our bodies are a temple of the holy spirit and i don't want to sound militant i don't want to i i i just want to highlight though that this is something that god would want us not to be participate participants in and so with you know such high caffeine usage as well daily caffeine usage and gaining that addiction from it and and kind of incorporating that into your life accepting the long-term effects for some kind of short-term game again i'm like is this really something godly is this really something that we should do and the thing is what we're saying here is we're not condoning those that choose to Mm -hmm. to have coffee what we're raising here is is on the basis also of what Dr. Justin said and what research shows of how important water is for our yes. bodies. Yes. Because the thing is, so, such a high percentage of our bodies are made up of water. And when he said you've got minimal dehydration, it's already having impact on the body. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't reach for something until we're feeling thirsty, but by the time we're feeling thirsty, we're already more than mildly mm. dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it's about rehydrating our bodies. Our bodies do become weak when we don't have that hydration. But also the beauty with water is that it doesn't impact the brain in a bad way. And therefore we have a clear mind, you know, the fresh air to combine with, with good healthy food, exercise together with water. All of those spaces are important. And what Dr. Justin is unpacking is how back in creation week, all of those aspects, he's taking us through each of the different aspects of the, the, mm-hmm. the creation days and how all of those are are important for our health and so touching on water is is just really important and i, I know we, we've got a filter at home yeah uh, we've got a filter at home and it's a common thing just to have the glass then when i walk past put the cup underneath there have it because otherwise it's easy just to forget to keep on drinking then later in the day i'm one of those people that does get headaches if i actually don't drink a lot through the day mm-hmm. some people can go through with a little bit less than me but i'm one of those that gets headaches and so for me it's really important not only just to remember to, to keep my headaches at bay but just to keep remembering hey my body actually needs this anyway yeah and i love it you know and i love the fact how he says too that you can put in lime or a little bit of lemon into it just to just to give it a little bit of flavor put it in you know a bit of mint those sort of things like yeah. why need the energy drinks and actually on the energy drinks can i raise the question we actually asked him off air as well uh was was the question like the sugar-free drinks because people go for the drinks a lot as well going like there's no sugar in this but what actually dr justin said is there can be actually 600 times more dopamine 
in the sugar-free drinks because they go, okay, what do we replace the sugar with? Because they're taking out the sugar. And so people think, oh, it's sugar-free. I'm not having sugar so I can drink these. But Mm. he's actually saying there's about 600 times. That's massive. Like I just think 600 times more dopamine in the the sugar-free drinks. That's like I was just like I prefer to stay with the water and other things or juice my oranges or juice my apples. And I think it's so key as well. I'm... We're not trying to sit up here from the top of our castle saying, guys, no. you know, we, we actually are, are better than all of you because <laughs> in particularly with, with caffeine, you know, I, I come from a, a life and a background of not following the Lord and coming to follow the Lord in my life. And actually caffeine is an interesting one for me because, and I kind of brought it up in the interview there, like my background as previously, you know, endeavoring to be a professional motorbike racer, I have photos all over my Facebook actually. I had been invited by Red Bull to go and test yeah, for wow. them. Yeah, uh, there you was were showing one, us the photos There too. was one point in my life I used to rock a Monster Energy helmet. They had given me, I, I'd gotten a little bit of a deal with the helmet and, and with, with Monster and it, it was a huge part of the sport and actually at a time in which I, when I stopped racing motorbikes and I had this period, I wasn't Christian, I was going through a very difficult time in my life really struggling with um, you know a, a whole host of things. My parents breaking up and, and depression personally and whatnot, I'd become a massive energy drink addict. In fact, what I used to do, oh, this is, this is awful. I'm just, I'm just exposing myself to you guys, <laughs> but that's okay. I just want to let you guys know, you know, this is what we go through. When I, this is when I was 17, I used to stay up until like 6 a.m. So I'd stay up all night playing video games and then I would sleep for like three hours from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I had a, no. I had a job working at a pizza shop and I used to, <laughs> Bad for you. I health. would drink four Red Bulls. <laughs> no way. Four cans of Red Bull, and then I would go to work. Nah. And the effects that it had on my health, actually long right. lasting, particularly the big one, is I, I struggled with acne a little bit growing up, like when I was 16, 17. And then I actually came out of it. And then I went through this period of, of sugar addiction and caffeine addiction. Wow. And the, it's had like long lasting effects to my skin, actually. And it's been something I've, I've struggled with acne all the way up until I'm finally coming out of it now, uh, where I'm, you know, not getting like lots and lots of acne but and, and now I'm 24 but it was just it was something that I dealt with as wow. a result of a prolonged period of go. severe caffeine and sugar addiction and the effect that that has and you seen. didn't think of it and at the time that's was, the thing it was caffeine addiction sugar ad- addiction and really bad dehydration Wow. And the effects that it had on my health were yeah. awful. Up and down and up and down with it. And know. so, and so yeah. we're talking here from a, a place of mistakes, of experience. Dude, put the, put the coffee away, put the energy drinks yeah. down, drink water. It Get is by far and away the best thing you can do for your body. And I can personally attest to that wholeheartedly. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Just before we get into our Bible study of Ephesians, we've got a text message here from Wayne. He writes, Good morning. I always tell my wife coffee is a drug. Coffee is overrated and robs you of $7 a cup. (laughs) Wow. If you didn't tap and go instead of pay cash, you would realize that it's an addiction. Yeah, maybe the physical giving of of cash, like that would really make you realize like, man, I'm I'm getting this tiny cup for all of this. But um yeah, absolutely, man. Get it get away from it. Shout out shout out 
Shout out Wayne. I know <laughs> Wayne's texted in before. He is a man of health. He is. He is. He runs at a serious pace, and so that's uh that's actually. I remember one time I was talking on the radio. This is when I was really into running, and I was saying, "Oh, you know, I want to go. I challenge anyone to go for a run with me." And Wayne wrote in, "Oh yeah, let's go for a quick ten k at four minute pace," which is. Absolutely fantastic, like <laughs> crazy fast. So, hey, we're, we're talking, we've got Wayne speaking from a, from a standpoint of good health. And for us here at The Breakfast Show, as advocates for good health, yeah, put it, put it away. Drink some water. It's much Absolutely. better. And then, you know, hey, live your best life. Go and drink some Petriti, man. Like, get some, <laughs> get some lovely natural grape juice into you, you know, every now and again to have that little bit of a natural sugar hit. We're yep. all for it. But hey, at the same time, look after your health. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Let's get into the book of Ephesians. Yeah. Um, so we're continuing on in Ephesians chapter two and what we've been covering is, is how Paul writes to the Ephesians here and how through Christ we are brought near. So last week we looked at the vertical, uh, how with Christ and humanity, the vertical side is actually repaired. And now we're looking at the repair that through Jesus happens across to humanity, so the horizontal line, we could say. So, Lawson, do you mind picking up from verse 11? We're going to cover that again, 11 to 13, Mm -hmm. and then also just go into, oops, I went two pages too far, uh, down to verse 18, because we're actually going to be touching in a a little bit on reconciliation today that Mm. happens through Jesus Christ. Wow. In verse 11, it says, Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then verse 18, the Bible says, for though... Sorry, keep going from 14 to 18 as well. Okay, okay. Awesome. It continues on. It says, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle the wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Oh, amen. Isn't that beautiful? And so, like, tomorrow we're going to start unpacking a bit more about what that whole broken down wall of separation mm-hmm. means. We're going to unpack that more. We're actually also going to pack, unpack later in the week about what peace in Christ means mm-hmm. as well. But here what we're actually going to look at going back onto these verses is how in, how Paul is actually picking up um, the fact that the Gentiles were once, of course, not with Christ, mm-hmm. and now because of Christ through his blood, they're reconciled. And I love the fact that earlier in chapter 2, in verse 4, the, that he makes a contrast. He says, but God. That's the pivotal part. And then there's another contrast that he brings out then in verse 13, but now. 
Mm. He says, but now there's mm. a change. It's completely different. And he talks about them being aliens, doesn't he? And, and if we unpack this whole alien thing, there's five kind of aspects that you could say that they were aliens. They were Christless, weren't they? Mm. The Gentiles were without Christ because in the first century they had no thought of the Messiah. It was only the Jews that were that that were looking towards the coming of the Messiah. The mm. Gentiles weren't looking towards the Messiah. They yeah. didn't know that because, like you said yesterday too, they were in a very pagan. Yeah, that's right. Kind of world. It, 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 it's interesting, and we we talk about this separation between them. We also saw, like in the in the area of Judea, you had the Jews that's right. who were looking for the Messiah. But you also have the Samaritans as well, yep. who were similarly looking forward to a uh, to a Messiah. We learn this from the words of the woman at the well. It's like, oh, we know that there is the one who is coming yeah, that will right. show us where to worship. Yep. So I think there there was a sense in the region of Judea, like, oh, there needs to be a savior, and I, and you could definitely be sympathetic for them towards them for thinking so because at the time they're being subjugated by the Romans and again with that influence of Judaism but there is this kind of separation of of this group of people who are just without as it brings up here ordinances they're without ordinances so they're without the worship of God they're without Christ and as a result, you see, you know, what we've been comparing as we've been working through the book of Ephesians so far, you see the way of the world, you know, on That's one right. side and then the way of Christ on the other side. And you've got this whole world at the time of Christ who has no understanding or conception of who, what, why they would need a Messiah, who yeah. he is. And they, so they couldn't claim an anointed king. Do you mm. know that would be coming as well? But the other thing is too that in verse 12 it says that they were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. So in other mm. words, they were stateless. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they weren't Love citizens that. in God's chosen nation either, as well as, you know, in the state. And then we're going to unpack that tomorrow mm. beautifully about how the wall come, you know, the wall comes down, but there was a wall that divided them. Mm-hmm. And when it came to worship especially as well, they were actually friendless as well. You know, when we look at Abraham, in fact, if you can go to Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7, please. So we, we mentioned that Abraham, of course, was chosen. He was called out of a pagan, his pagan ways and out of a pagan pagan world out of the the era of Chaldeans and God called him to be the man and he actually became part of the lineage of Christ okay mm. but he was told that it, that he would be a, a man of uh nations descendants like the stars of the sun, of the stars of the sky and and so Abraham here you'll find in verse uh in verse 7 of second chronicles chapter 20 What's he called there? Couldn't you read that for us, Lawson? Yeah. So Second Chronicles chapter twenty, as I pull it up, I actually went to Second Chronicles chapter seven. Second ah. <laughs> uh, Chronicles chapter twenty and verse seven. It says, "Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever?" Oh, there you go. Look, friend forever, and Jesus mm. wants to be our forever friend too, and mm. that's the that's the thing. And so so really, you know, with the Gentiles, what Paul is saying that, you know, you were stateless, you were actually friendless mm. as well because they actually weren't part wow. of that covenant promise mm. that then made them friends of God, you mm-hmm. know, and, and had that connection. But they were strangers. Mm-hmm. They were strangers. The other thing, too, that it unpacks in that and being aliens is that were actually hopeless. There was no save. They had no savior. They had no home. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the promises because, of course, with the pagan worship, what was it? It was actually in, th- in 
like the, the, the god of Demetrius or Dinah particularly was mm. the most common one, but they worshipped out of fear, didn't they? Because yeah. they, they, they believed that in the, with these pagan worship, that if they didn't do certain things, that they would, they would die, basically. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it stifled a lot of what was happening in society, and even with science and whatnot. Like, there was just this complete fear of oh man you know how it was a very much a workspace religion yeah of of fear that was just perpetual it was it was a trap of guilt essentially to yeah oh man to, to have anything good in life you know you just need to worship this idol and praise this idol and i think that's so key to understand because you know, for us today, like for me, I'm like, why would you sacrifice your kid yeah. for a statue, yeah. man? Like, hey. like for for a stat, like it's not offering. You know, what what can it? What comprehensive thing does it have to offer or add? You know, we read the Bible and we see God reflected through that. We see the wisdom and the knowledge and the truth and the prophecy and mm. and this story of a God who loves and cares for us. And it's like, okay, well, that's the decision I'm going to mm. worship and follow Him. But why would I like give anything to a to a voiceless, actionless statue, but and it, it's out of fear. Out was, of fear, and also mm. that it's tradition. They would have been mm. for generations brought up that way, believing that that's exactly it. And so they would have this really strong belief mm-hmm. deep down. And so, you know, really they were godless as well. And so, but it's through God that they actually then found that there's life from the dead that yeah. they, the, the gods don't give them. That's right. There's hope, there's peace, many things. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Danuta is going to bring us our final quiz. Yes. How did Abimelech, king of the Philistines, find out Isaac and Rebekah were husband and wife after Isaac followed in his father's footsteps and told the king they were brother and sister? Boy, there's a few stories in the Bible with that brother and sister thing. Mm. <laughs> so what we're looking for, I'll ask the question again. How did Abimelech, king of the Philistines, find out Isaac and Rebekah? were husband and wife after Isaac followed in his father's footsteps and told the king they were brother and sister. How did they find that out? Little clue, it is in Genesis. <laughs> Do we give the chapter? We can give the chapter. It's in chapter 26. I won't give you the verses, though. I think it'll make you kind of look a little bit, hunt around. Mm. Uh, but the prize that you go in for, if you answer, uh, it is the book of Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise by Zdravko Stefanovic that looks chapter by chapter and verse by verse on the practical and thorough commentary of the book of Daniel. State it or star it when you text us in. If you give us a star, it lets us know that you are just wanting to play but you're not wanting to go in the draw. So text us on 0491-064-669. That number again is 491 0491- Zero six four double six nine. Mm, absolutely. 0491-064-669. We had a text message coming in from Brayden and he wrote, here is my cup that I use. Now, unfortunately, Brayden, we, we can't receive photos. <laughs> so on our, on our CRM system, I would love to see it. Maybe get to us on our, fa- hey, if you want to send us photos of anything, mm. go to our Facebook, Faith FM Australia, and you can text our little, you know, the, the messenger chat there and you'll be able to send us whatever you like. Just tell us about your day. Just yeah, tell we, us- we just love to hear from you overall, wouldn't Absolutely. you? We just really love to hear from you. We know we're Australia wide. We're going mm. to be starting, um, actually naming some 
and places. So be listening out for that. Sure. We're going to be pulling out some of the names of the places around Australia and we'd love to hear from you, but we're going to take you around Australia yeah. as well. We'd also love to know if you have a prayer request. That's it. If you have something that you want us to we pray for. We want to be praying We were talking about you. prayer earlier in the show. We are talking about, you know, the interesting situation that was happening. Roman, yeah, he's like, I'm not leaving this church until violence drops in my city. Now, we just wholeheartedly believe in prayer here at mm. Faith FM. We believe that God can work through it. And so if you have a prayer request, something that is on your mind, on your heart for you or a friend of yours or some or family, whoever it is, send it in 0491-064-669. Oh, and Braden followed up. He said, haha, no worries. Just a nice cup, a nice size cup for water. And we, and, uh, we also truly have, uh, truly have eight a day. I also get headaches if I don't have enough water. Ah, yeah, that's fantastic. Brayden, so yeah, you heard my you're, I get the headaches. You're on so the you water are, train. So that is awesome. That's fabulous. Keep staying healthy in that space. Keep staying healthy. Yeah. Hey, as we keep moving on into the Bible study, we're picking mm-hmm. up again from Ephesians 2 when we're talking about the fact of how the Gentiles were alienated um, and in five particular ways. They were Christless. Mm-hmm. They were stateless. Mm-hmm. They were friendless. They were hopeless. And they were actually godless as well. But the the key change is in verse 13, which says, but now, mm. but now in Christ Jesus. When you, can you read that verse again for us? Verse 13, please. Yes, in verse 13, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Yeah, so here's the thing. We talked about those five different aspects, hey, and so if they were Christless, they're now in Christ, aren't they? That's the beautiful thing, that through the blood of Jesus, they've been brought in Christ. They were once stateless, but now they're actually full citizens. Mm. They were also once friendless, but now they've they've got that friendship with God and they've got friends because what, the thing is it's actually bringing the Gentiles and the Jews together, isn't yeah. it? Like. Do you find that when there's divisions in your family or amongst oh, your absolutely. friends, like when Jesus is at the center, do you find that really it just brings both sides together in an amazing way? I think one of the best examples of this that I've seen. So I was worshiping last year. I was, I was working in the church at Newcastle yeah. Uni there at Newcastle University. It was this very international church. And particularly there's a, at Newcastle University, there's quite a sizable Asian population, particularly East Asian. So China, Japan, Korea, Taiwan. And in, amongst that Asian population, we also had, you know, in our church, we had, you know, Indians, Filipinos, like, you know, Southeast Asia as well, Western yep. Asia, uh, even the Middle East, like all, all kinds of people from that area. But I remember, uh, there was a Chinese person who joined us and they weren't a church goer and they were joining us for church around their first time. They've come into our church and there's at our church, there's Chinese, Japanese and Koreans. Wow. Like all just worshiping together, like Beautiful. best friends. Beautiful. And because obviously these people have a history of conflict against one another. And yeah. right now, China, Japan and Korea aren't in, well, South Korea aren't in conflict with one another in an overly overt way there's there's yeah. all kinds of stuff there's but there's so much tension right in that space and my this chinese guy just walked in and he's just like wow like all of these people are just friends right. and they're all we're all one we're they, all united they saw the unity in the church amongst these you know these groups of people with such previously such animosity you look at all kinds of animosity in the in the political senses around the world if you think about you know uh, serbia and croatia and uh, you know hearing stories coming out of that area where these two countries that have had just 
awful histories of conflict wow. and war and people uniting in those areas under the banner of Christ. Isn't that powerful? Like he brings love to people who previously could not, which is, Abs- I think, just absolutely. amazing. In fact, can you just read a couple of verses for us that is on exactly that? Because I love what you've actually pulled out with that. Mm. Yeah, that there is, there's that friendship, there's the warmth, there's the love. Mm-hmm. It's all about relationships, isn't it? And that's what reconciliation is all about, is, is actually these friendly relationships that, are, and it's, and Christ is at the center mm. of that. It's about respect for one another. It's actually about understanding and appreciating each other's stories. Appreciating mm. each other's cultures, mm-hmm. appreci- appreciating each one's you know spiritual journeys. But can you read for us Ephesians chapter three? We're going to Ephesians, sorry, Ephesians chapter four, sorry, not chapter three. I've got it underline, and I was turning the page there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians four, verse thirty-two, and then also Ephesians five, verse two, because I think it beautifully pulls together what you've just said there. Yeah, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ oh, forgave you. Isn't that beautiful? And then verse 2 of chapter 5, it says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Isn't that an interesting analogy? A mm-hmm. sweet smelling aroma yeah because the thing is sweet smelling aroma like we know when you walk into a room when somebody's got perfume or something else like that on the thing is you can smell it a Mm -hmm. bit further away can't you so in other words it's saying it expands further it has a further impact it's not just on your own life but it has an impact on others around you absolutely and there's a fantastic deep meaning to this idea of sweet smelling aroma of course this is an illusion when we're talking about offering here and sacrifice and sweet smelling aroma this is an illusion to the altar of incense in in the tabernacle in the temple yeah and what is which we're going to touch on tomorrow absolutely but ultimately what it what it gets at that idea of the the sweet smelling aroma would cover the scent of blood yes and it's like and it would it would basically it's like the sacrifice has happened yeah the reconciliation has taken place and you know the awfulness of sin awfulness. just the, the death and it comes with that stench of blood yes the de- it is being like that sacrifice is so sad, oh. so terrible, so awful, but the result of that sacrifice oh. is now unity, it's reconciliation, and that sweet-smelling aroma comes in making something so awful and terrible, bringing the goodness out of it that, and reminding you, hey... This has been covered by God. Uh, I love that. And that's why we can move just like the Gentiles from being hopeless because mm. we have a promised glorious future through through Christ and also that we are no longer godless, but we can actually be called one with the Father as well because of Jesus. And like you said, that sweet-smelling aroma um, of what was represent what what happened in the sacrifices mm. is what it can be represented in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we've got a bunch of text messages coming through real quick. Uh, Shalom Bracky team. This is from George. He writes, love the powerful hymns this morning. Oh, Guys, huge. thank you. Yeah. God bless. We had Chris as well. He wrote into our Facebook. He sent a photo of, uh, <laughs> of, of a puzzle that had been 
like, what is it, maybe a third of a way of the way through, maybe half the way through. And he's like, I'm up to the hard bits now, guys. Can you come and help me out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, I've got a puzzle I'm doing at home to a thousand piece one wow. and I need some help. I just finished a thousand piece one. I'm just starting a new one. It's called Mind Bogglers and it really is. took me three, almost three months to do the last one. So, uh, if, yeah, Christopher's is one that he won off of the... The Brecky Show here. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, that's awesome. So, so that means, man, Chris, it just, is there some kind of obligation? Do we have to come and help you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'll do it. <laughs> Lawson will bring some Japanese food. <laughs> I'll cook. I'll cook while we're while we're doing it. Hey, fantastic stuff. And oi, let's get through some of the answers for our quiz today. Firstly, what was the name of Noah's middle son? And I, I gave a little bit of a clue for this one. I was like, if you're a vegetarian, you would you avoid him. Eat it. Yeah, but this is ham. Uh, Samuel asked, "All uh, are these all the sons you have?" And that, of course, was Jesse. Sam was asking it to. For God sent his son, sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, that the world through him might be saved. That was the third answer. Quite a few got that one. There. Mm. Uh, Jesus said the sign that would be given to the people was the sign of Jonah, which is interesting. Mm. It's like it could have been, it's like all of those answers sound so like the sign of the Holy Spirit, the sign or the, you know, the mark of the beast, whatever. Yeah, so Jesus used it as a metaphor. But Jesus, it was. Jonah, who he mm. pointed to people at. He's the sign of Jonah. There's so much to study there. I've, I've heard some very insightful Bible studies and sermons into looking at, oh, well, what is the sign of Jonah? Mm. Very important. Hey, we've also finally got here, how did Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, find out Isaac and Rebekah were husband and wife? Well, of course, the reason he needed to find out this is because they didn't introduce themselves as husband mm-hmm. and wife. Mm, no. uh, unfortunately. And she was very beautiful. Of course, they walked in the footsteps steps of Abraham, which was just terrible in in that specific instance. You know, of course, the story, Abraham goes to Egypt with Sarah and is like, oh, this is my sister. Yeah, there's all kinds of problems. <laughs> that was one of those and other stories. Isaac yeah. does the same thing. All these kind of cowardly men trying yes. to save themselves from some level <laughs> of, I don't know, persecution or death that would Keeping come upon them. Keeping the woman them. to themselves about protecting her at the same time. But, uh, but then the king sees them in the window and he sees them sporting. <laughs> which is which is the word that the King James used, or in other versions, it uses the word caressing. You know, I'll go for the caressing more than the sporting. I think sitting there as a cute couple <laughs> up in the window. You know, he's got his arm around her. They're being all cute, yeah. and of course, the king is like, "Wait, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like, like uh, awkward moment. But hey, if you got those questions correct. Fantastic work, guys. You know, mm. good, good job. And of course, these are your opportunities to get into our amazing prize draw that is happening on Friday. So make sure you're listening out throughout the rest of the week. And of course, finishing off talking about reconciliation this morning, just mm. talking about the what the work that God has done. Yeah. And we, we of course, we're going to be talking about next week, looking at the breaking down of the wall, the veil. Tomorrow. You know, yeah. we're going to be picking yeah. that up tomorrow. Sorry, I said next <laughs> week, tomorrow. But I think in regards to a practical outcome mm. of that, 
I think it's very just clearly illustrated by Jesus. You know, yes. Jesus is in a situation, he's in Judea speaking to and working in and throughout a lot of the cultural issues yes. in, in Judea, you know, and you see a story like him talking to the woman at the well in Samaria, like these kinds of things. He was considered radical in his time, wasn't he? That's, For a lot of reasons, that was one of those. That's yeah. right. But then once the work in Judea had been done, and, mm. it, and it hadn't been done by the time he left, they stayed in Judea and kept pre but once he lived, died, and resurrected, the commandment to the people was, hey, from Judea to mm-hmm. Samaria to, to all the world. All it, the world. All That's the world. right. And it's like, well, what does it look like to make reconciliation, to bring Christ yes. to people? Yes. This is the mission that he has given us. And these are the, these, this, is, this is what he's trying to achieve mm-hmm. for people to know him. We've come to the end of the show. Oh, I was just, just saying, hey, that just before we came back on air, how quickly it always goes. And we just <laughs> enjoy our time, don't we? And we just love when our listeners text us. We love always hearing from you too. So mm. it's gone too fast. Absolutely. Now, you know, we, we have a day ahead of us. Yes. Of probably very important things to do. We've got Tassie Encounters coming, coming up, up after That's this. Right. So, guys, stay tuned for that. But, hey, have a fantastic day. Kick goals, live your best life, and remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By His counsel's guide of the sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.